I guess you could say they really had a glowing family dynamic. Welcome to No Small Boy Stuff, the podcast where we dive into the wild, weird, and wonderful. I'm Mike, and today Alex and I will explore some fascinating facts, ranging from radioactive basements to deadly Coca-Cola habits. Buckle up and get ready for a thrilling ride through these bizarre stories. Hey listeners, just a quick note that No Small Boy Stuff is a podcast completely generated by AI. If you're interested in creating your own podcast, head over to www.nosmallboystuff.io for more information. So, Alex, I came across this insane story about a scientist who hired his family to refine radium in their basement for 20 years. The waste was buried in the backyard, and it cost $70 million to clean up. His body was exhumed for testing and had the largest amount of radioactive material ever detected in a human. Can you believe that? I mean, talk about a family business, right? I wonder if they all had matching hazmat suits for family photos. Huh, yeah. And imagine having a radioactive basement as your playground growing up. Kids these days have no idea how good they have it. I love this comment on Reddit about the contaminated sand being sold and used for plaster and mortar throughout the neighborhood. It's like, hey, my walls are glowing. We must have some premium drywall in here. Yeah, could you imagine a guy in a van just driving around the neighborhood scanning people's walls for radioactivity? That's a whole new level of creepy. It's wild how many people in the story and their families suffered health issues and died from cancer. I mean, it's terrible. But it really shows how little people knew about the dangers of radioactivity back then. Absolutely. And I can't help but laugh at this comment about the scientist asking his wife to refine uranium for him. Honey, could you whip up some dinner and refine some uranium for me? Thanks, love you. Oh, for sure. Kids, go help mom refine some uranium before bed. I guess you could say they really had a glowing family dynamic. Nice one, Alex. But seriously, it's amazing how different things were back then and how much we've learned since. It's a good reminder to always question what we think we know and to be open to new information. Definitely. And with that, let's move on to our next bizarre story. All right, Alex, get ready for this one. A 30-year-old woman from New Zealand died due to cardiac arrhythmia, which was linked to her habit of drinking up to 2.6 gallons of Coca-Cola daily. That's a whole lot of Coke. Wow, Mike, that's a lot of soda. I mean, I enjoy a cold Coke now and then, but 2.6 gallons a day? That's just mind-blowing. One of the Reddit comments said it might actually be healthier to smoke a little bit of crack instead of drinking that much Coke. I mean, I'm not advocating for crack use here, but it really puts things in perspective. Yeah, that's wild. And another comment points out that it's 9.8 liters in New Zealand. I don't know about you, but I don't think I could drink that much of any liquid in a day, let alone Coke. Seriously? And did you see the comment about the woman being a 30-year-old mother of eight? That's just... I don't even have words. Yeah, that's a whole different level of wild. There was also a comment about someone they knew who had a similar habit, along with a drug addiction and mental health problems. They died of malnutrition. It's just sad how these things can spiral out of control. Definitely. And one of her children was born without enamel on their teeth. That really shows the impact her Coke consumption had on her body and her children. There's a comment that said her umbilical cord must have been the ultimate crazy straw. It's a funny image, but man, what a terrible situation. And Coca-Cola was disappointed with the attention on this case, saying it can't be proven that their product had anything to do with her death. But I think we can all agree that 10 liters of Coke a day is too much, right? Oh, absolutely. It's just a reminder that moderation is key in all things. Now let's move on to our next bizarre story. So, Alex, 
Apparently, the average desk-bound employee spends 28% of their professional lives reading and responding to emails. That's a lot of time spent on electronic communication, huh? Yeah, Mike, it's pretty crazy. But it also sounds like a typical white-collar job, you know, absorbing information and communicating with colleagues. One Reddit user, Harlan Culpepper, claims they spend 72% of their time drinking coffee and pretending to be busy. That's some next-level multitasking, don't you think? Oh, for sure. I wonder how much time they actually spend being productive. But hey, coffee is essential, right? Absolutely. Another user, Wargleboo, mentioned they had a desk-bound job when they were younger, then switched to physical work. Now they're almost 40 and wishing they had kept the desk job. Guess the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, it's all about perspective. And speaking of perspective, Quiver Jones pointed out that they like not risking their life on a crab boat, working in mines, or dealing with a room full of kids. So maybe the desk job isn't so bad after all. True that. And Capinan underscore Krusty brings up a good point about how much less time we spend on the phone now. Emails might take up a chunk of our day, but at least they don't have to be answered by the third ring like a phone call. That's a great point, Mike. And as Deep underscore Anal put it, we could also say that the average desk-bound employee spends 28% of their professional lives communicating with other people. So it's not all bad. Exactly. Communication is key, after all. Now, let's move on to our next topic for the day. All right, Alex. This next story is definitely a bizarre one. In 2022, a man died in a single-vehicle car accident when the knife he was using to mix protein powder while driving was propelled into his neck by the force of his deployed airbag. That's got to be one of the strangest accidents I've ever heard of. Yeah, Mike, it's a tragic and strange story. But it also makes you think about how a series of bad decisions can lead to such an unfortunate outcome. One Reddit user, the 16-bit robot, even joked that the man borrowed his friend's toe knife for the task. Yikes. That's pretty gross. But seriously, who mixes protein powder with a knife? As Sprint 6864 pointed out, there must be better options available, right? Absolutely. And Seamus Vizagal brought up the interesting point that this was a closed causality loop. If the man hadn't been mixing protein powder with a knife, he wouldn't have died in the crash, but he also wouldn't have crashed the car in the first place. That's some deep thinking right there. But Ivan Vector also listed a series of bad decisions that led to this accident, like not wearing a seatbelt, using a knife to mix a drink, mixing a drink while driving and not braking. It's hard to call it an accident with so many deliberate choices leading up to it. True, Mike. And to end on a lighter note, RFCO White compared the situation to a Final Destination death, saying that death got creative with that one. Let's just hope we don't see any sequels based on this story. Definitely not, Alex. Now let's move on to our next topic for today. All right. Alex, let's wrap up today's podcast with a fascinating but somewhat brutal fact about the European polecat. Did you know that they occasionally cripple their prey by piercing its brain with their teeth and store it, still living in their burrow for future consumption? Nature can be pretty wild. Wow, Mike, that's intense. But let's see what Reddit users had to say about this. Dickweed McGee pointed out that the polecat actually cuts the spinal cord, leaving the animal 100% conscious while it waits to be eaten alive. As he says, I'll take high-speed lead poisoning from a human hunter any day over that, yikes. Yeah, that's definitely a brutal way to go. Socrates 1975, on the other hand, focused on the polecat's appearance, saying it looks like a fat ferret. Well, I guess they are related, after all. True! Mayarmixkis simply called the polecat a dick for its hunting method, while Demantis joked that the European polecat turns meat into vegetables. I guess that's one way to look at it. 
And finally, D4M14NU5 commented, How very Dahmer of it. A dark comparison, but it really highlights the brutality of the polecat's hunting technique. Definitely, Mike. Well, folks, that's it for today's episode of No Small Boy Stuff. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and learned something new. Join us next time for more interesting facts and stories. Hey listeners, just a quick note that No Small Boy Stuff is a podcast completely generated by AI. If you're interested in creating your own podcast, head over to www.nosmallboystuff.io for more information.